Compliance is a profession where people work tirelessly to make the world a better place. And there are hundreds of amazing and inspiring women who have helped the field develop into what it is today. Great Women in Compliance is part of the Compliance Podcast Network. So join Mary Shirley and Lisa Fine as they talk with women in compliance who are making a difference. Welcome to the Great Woman in Compliance podcast with Lisa Fine and Mary Shirley. You can find us on the Compliance Podcast Network with a boatload of other brilliant podcast resources specially tuned to compliance. This episode marks the first in the series that Lisa and I have collaborated on together with third-party interviews. Um, It's the WEC series, which is about the Women in Ethics and Compliance Global Group that was founded by Lucianne Malman, who is the chair of the group. So we're welcoming both Lucianne and Gina Green today. And I'll start with Lucianne first. Lou, please tell us about yourself and Women in Ethics and Compliance. Sure. Uh, First of all, thank you, Mary and Lisa, for the invite. It's an honor to participate in the Great Women Compliance podcast, uh, hosted by two great women compliance who I truly admire. Uh, Well, um, I'm a lawyer originally from Brazil, but I have been living in the UK for over 13 years, where I have worked for UK and US law firms for many years. Then I spent over two years working in the consulting space, and I have recently joined my first in-house role or this year. I specialize in corruption governance and I have a true passion for ethics, diverse inclusion topics. Uh, I, I always say that co-founder WEC is one of my greatest achievements so far since I had the opportunity to combine my passion for ethics, compliance and my desire to facilitate meaningful and long-lasting connections. Women in Ethics Compliance is a nonprofit organization. We are uh, currently being incorporated in the US. Uh, the organization was designed for compliance officers, compliance enthusiasts, attorneys, paralegals, investigators, and those uh, in the compliance ethics industry, regardless of seniority level. We recognize that gender biases and the lack of transparency is the rampant organizations throughout the world. Um, however, these professionals, Uh, are entitled to a safe space um, where they can connect and learn, engage with those that are like-minded folks on ethics and compliance initiatives. So our goal is to reach these professionals globally. So important to mention that we pride ourselves on being an inclusive rather than exclusive organization. Everyone is welcome to apply uh, wherever part of the world they come from or skill sets within ethics compliance they hold. Men are also welcome to join as a friend of WEC Global, but Gina will talk more about this in a bit. All right, great. Well, thanks, Lou. Um, Gina, can you tell us a bit about yourself and how you got involved in WEC? Sure, sure. Thank you, ladies. As Lou said, Mary, Shirley, thank you for having us today. Um, As you mentioned, I'm Gina Green, and I'm originally from here, the United States of America. I have an undergrad in elementary education and a JP from Wyandotte University Delaware Law School. And by nature, I'm really a social person, pretty talkative and pretty much an eager beaver. So I look for opportunities to avail myself in my career, as well as my knowledge and my personal development as well. So when I attend such um, such conventions, such as uh, various um, compliance or ethics conventions. I try to stay current with the current trends and find people to talk to. And at such a small meeting that we had recently, a few a few, year, a few years ago now around COVID, I was able to meet Lucianne. And through Lucianne, the fire was really ignited as to how we could come together and to bring some questions that a lot of us have had at these various meetings. How do we see things differently from uh, a different point of view for compliance and ethics professionals. How can we unite together? So talking with Lucienne and others, we decided that this is a great start instead of looking for others to provide that space that we can get together and take it forward. And here we are. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that. Well, you've already shared um, quite a bit in terms of um, what motivated you to, to get started on this and the, the shared pursuit Will you share with us the mission of WIC? Uh, Sure. Uh, Well, our mission uh, uh, is to build a network of compliance and ethics professional women that is structured around mutual professional trust and provide a safe space, as I said, uh, for women to promote their compliance careers, share experience, build friendships, and establish partnerships. 
Uh, our mission statement was created through many brainstorm sessions and specific exercise with our co-founders, uh, and also with the help um, of the incredible Dr. Abiola McKinlan. We want to make sure our mission statement would reflect um, our common goals and serve as a strong foundation for our overall decision-making process and growth strategy. So great. So with that in mind, Lucien, once you identified this, this mission, which is amazing, um, how did you start to organize the group? It's like, you know, there seems like there'd be lots of interested stakeholders and then you have a, a group of a steering committee. So how did that all play out? Yeah, that's a good question, Lisa. Uh, well, we started, actually we started the project early February and we worked really hard towards an early April deadline for the launch. Uh, one of our goals was, is actually, to use digital technology in creative ways to create an invaluable network of peers learning career building without borders and biases. So therefore, we joined efforts to build a structured operational program of activities that would enable us to offer our members attractive, exciting opportunities to connect and learn from the very beginning. So at the first two months, it was only our core team working almost around the clock to shape and improve, uh, improve our offering to members and the wider ethics compliance community. Then a couple of months later, we identified the need to expand the team and, open, uh, and decide to open positions for a number of roles. Uh, we were fortunate enough at that, at that time to get many applications. We ended up, ended up uh, welcoming eight new team members based in different parts of the world. Um, this, is, this was absolutely amazing and very much aligned with our inclusion diversity goals without borders, a truly global organization and team. Uh, I'd like just, just uh, to um, take this opportunity to thank my team for their hard work, passion, uh, and passion for what we do. It's a privilege to work with them, uh, and soon we'll be open more positions in what, as we uh, want to provide our members with the opportunity to be part of the team. Wonderful. And um, the advantages, it seems like this is a great opportunity to, to learn and share from each other. What um, other advantages are there to being a member of such a group? Well, WEC is a centralized hub or place where people can find Sorry, professionals can find resources for development, networking opportunities, and so much more. As Lou mentioned, it was created by nine magnificent women who wanted more for the industry. When we go to different uh, events, we notice that there's a common thread of frustration. Frustration for the members of compliance and ethics, and sometimes they feel very alone, sort of like out on an island. Well, what we wanted to do, and when you join us, you are in a position where whether you're a compliance officer, an ethics officer, or just in the, in the compliance field, you're able to network with others at various levels and get the support that you need. I can recall how during a physical request for information um, in, in this field, I was responded when I walked in the door with, oh no, she's from compliance. What does she want? Why is she here? And see, that's the exact um, the expect response that we don't want to see that makes us a little bit more standoffish and that's not the actual purpose or what we want compliance and ethics to be viewed as from our peers. So instead of having that, we would rather have a good feeling. And in order to do that, we find by uniting together as a team of women and men and others who want to participate and support us, we can come up with some great resources, some great um, policies in place and practices where that won't be the response when you walk into your field or your, your office or your, around your peers. Great. And um, it, it'd be awesome to hear what's around the corner uh, in terms of the plans for the future. So I'd love to hear what are some of the exciting things you have planned um, in, in the near future for members to enjoy? Uh, we do have lots of exciting initiatives, you know, lots of things in store for members in the uh, wider uh, ethics compliance community for the upcoming months and particularly next year. So the organization is growing faster than we, we expected, which is great. And then we wanted to make sure that we're able to shape our plans and strategy uh, aligned with this impressive and organic growth. Uh, as a sneak peek, I can share that we have started planning our first big conference 
we uh, it will be an in-person conference uh, with a virtual virtual option hopefully uh, which will take place later next year in the US and we have uh, now we are now working on a super exciting mentorship program and we'll soon be sharing more details um, our team continue, uh, will continue to grow and I've recommended my, uh, our members to keep an eye out for upcoming web roles. roles. Uh, we, uh, we also aim to be working behind the scenes uh, to put all policies and procedures we're expected to have in place as a nonprofit organization and make sure our board members and the entire team are aligned with the organization mission and vision equipped with the best resource to Ensure we will continue to grow and at a consistent and professional pace, too. Yeah, and to piggyback off of Lou, we are truly on the move, Lisa and Shirley. WEC mm -hmm. has took, a, took um, an action and asked the members what they want to see. And we're constantly creating an initiatives to meet their needs and requests. For example, um, on a global org as a global organization, we bring in more specific region area news updates regulation updates, and overall advances for their particular regions. Our intent is to have a global reach or a global footprint, you might say. And you know, of speaking of speaking of meeting the needs of our members, um, during one survey that was sent out, there was a specific request about clocks. Can we add clocks to our website? And that's because we are in so many regions throughout the world. And it would just kind of be easier as our members are communicating and receiving education on an international level. But we haven't gotten quite there yet. So you might not see clocks yet on our website. But just to piggyback on a little bit more with Lou regarding the um, conference for next year, 22, 2022, we are anxiously, eagerly um, planning and hope to see you all to spend some time with different um, webinars and some exciting new events and speakers. And it's gonna be a great a great convention. We're looking forward to it. Well, that is really exciting. And um, you know, one of the things that Mary and I talk a lot about is community. And I think you know, one of the things we're doing today is you know, as women who are very passionate about women in ethics and compliance, that's what we're talking about here. And, and Gina, you mentioned it earlier, um, you know, talking about that we often feel alone. I mean, it sometimes can be a very lonely job. But one of the things you, when you and I spoke, you talked about having some really active discussions through WEC and through your uh, different message boards and other things. Can you uh, talk a bit about that experience and also how you've applied some of the information either within your work or in other contexts? Sure. Sure. You know, one thing's for certain, Lisa, is that no matter where you are in the world, we all as women have been faced with some very strong biases, when to talk, when not to talk, um, when to be viewed as serious, when to be pushed aside. So one of the great things about our private discussion board, and that's what Discord is, it's an excellent tool where we can communicate. So it's a communication platform that is private where women can join and they can have the assurity that they will not be shut down, they will not be stifled, they will not be made to be belittled by any question, comment, or concern. And that's really important for our members to have that backing. Um, I've also seen over the course of years, many times men will sort of kind of leave you out of, an, of a conversation or if you say something, they might just totally ignore it and then use it later as if it was their uh, actual thought. So that's not what we want to promote. We want to give women that strength. We want to teach them leadership. We want to help them to build on their own two legs and stand strong while they uh, endeavor to work in compliance and ethics. So also in the discussion board, one of um, the many topics, people are able to go and, and create their own topics. And again, you don't have to engage. You could just be a, a looksy-loo, just read along or just share. We encourage you to participate, but it's not mandatory. But on one of the more recent ones, there was a discussion recently even about how did, how did they become um, into the compliance and ethics field from another field of work. And this is quite interesting because as we know, years ago, regulations were different. Years ago, many things that were allowed or um, not really set as processes were allowed to be done. 
But now we've become more stringent, of course, not only in the United States, but across the world. And so many people may have had prior jobs or prior professions. And now as attorneys, they've now become into the role of a compliance officer or compliance lead or compliance manager. So to be able to come and to bring that knowledge and knowing that they can wholeheartedly expose themselves and say, well, I used to do X, Y, Z, but now I'm taking my attorney skills and I'm doing this with it. It's really big and securing for our members. So that's just one example. And there's many, many more. Every day, there's at least uh, two to three different topics that you can find yourself engaged in. And, and perhaps, like I said, if not commenting, at least gleaning from the materials that are there. And that sounds great. And then just a little segue from that. You mentioned uh, you had a degree in education, but you might be our only guest who went from law school to teaching middle school science. And then now in your life in ethics and compliance, can you talk a little bit about um, what you learned through these different experiences and particularly being you know, a, a teacher, a science teacher and how that um, applies to what you do now? Sure. Great question, Lisa. Well, as a middle school science teacher, I was expected to educate children in, say, physical science. Well, science as a whole, as we all think, is a process of thinking, reasoning, using knowledge, building on it, and progressing forward, examining and studying the facts. So likewise, when you're in compliance, you're in a position where you need to be able to investigate situations. So you're studying the facts. You're examining the situations, you're using your knowledge, and not least, but you're also building on it and constantly growing, studying the facts. And so that's what, as a senior member of WEC, we definitely promote. We promote you to come bring the knowledge, the skills that you have. And yeah, it's nothing that we, we won't accept. We're open to anyone, as I think Lou mentioned in the beginning, even if you're new in the compliance field, WEC Global is interested in seeing you and having you aboard. Thank you so much for sharing that, Gina, and love to hear the perhaps less conventional ways of how people um, found their journey into compliance. So thank you for your contribution to the wider community with your teaching as well. Um, changing tack a little bit here, in life, including at work, we get thrown a lot of curveballs. In the relatively short time that Lisa and I have known each other, we've each taken some heavy hits and found ourselves at a crossroads on occasion. What would you say to a great woman in compliance who has just experienced an unexpected setback? I have experienced um, many setbacks and many mm -hmm. challenges throughout my career in different aspects. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I, and my main advice to um, everyone is never, ever take things for granted in life mm -hmm. in general. Uh, do not be attached to your comfort, zo comfort zone. Challenge yourself every day. Be comfortable with your own values and also with your value as a professional. Keep up, keep up, upskilling yourself, making connections, being part of different networks. Set some time aside for to understand how you can de develop your personal branding. Actually, we have we have recently published an interest blog on this topic a few years a few weeks ago uh, by our dear member Sujata. And I would recommend uh, everyone to visit our website and check it out. It's very interesting. Uh, also ask for help and advice, no matter your seniority level. Everyone has their own experience, their own stories to share in so many different and valuable ways. And above all, be humble and not afraid to share your vulnerabilities and fears. That's that's why we have built WAC for um women ethics, compliance, and other professionals to bring their whole selves to the organization, help each other, and grow together. There is no competition, but only friendship, trust, support, and space for everyone to learn, grow, and shine, for sure. That's great advice, Lucienne. Gina, uh, do you have anything to, to add to that? That's quite a tough a piece yeah, of advice to follow. <laughs> yes, I, I appreciate your answer too, Lucian. Thank you. But I have two, um, two quotes um, that keep me going, and I like to share them for those that may be in a position where they need it as well. The first quote 
is from someone not so famous at all, just famous to me. It was an ancestor, my grandmother. And she used to say when things were not as going as you wanted them to, look forward, don't look behind. You can't change the past, but you can change the future, which is something that I always, always try to instill into my life and those of others. And then the second one you probably have heard of, and that's from Oprah Winfrey. I think we've all heard of Oprah. And Oprah is quoted as saying, surround yourself with only people who are going to lift you higher. And so I think both of those are great advice for moving forward after a setback. You know, the members of Wet Global are an excellent source of professional people to surround yourself among. It's truly a place where you will not only be educated in leadership, but you also will make international friendships and exciting career development. So my advice is to join WEC. Join it now. You can find us on the web. We're www.wec-global.org. You can come and join us and we'll help you get through the hard times. Great advice there. Thank you, Gina. And I'll put this one to my podcast wife as well. Lisa, do you have anything to share for those who may be going through a particularly hard time right now? Well, I do. I mean, we've, we've been through them. And it's funny, Mary, that you keep talking, when you talk about the short time that we've known each other, to me, in some ways, it feels like a lifetime because in case <laughs> anyone else knows, you know, Mary was my first compliance friend. I'm very proud of that to this day and community. But one of the things that I think I've learned is that you're never as good as you think you are on your best day or as, <laughs> as bad as it is on your worst. Yeah. And it's not always easy to remember that. But I would say, if you, the thing I've learned, especially when you take the curveballs professionally, is to forget that sometimes, like, this is not a reflection on you in its entirety or at all. Mm-hmm. It is a, it is a thousand different circumstances, and you are still an excellent compliance officer and a good person, and that'll throw you that curveball. But, but that's life. And then on the other hand, you know, the other day I got a lot of credit from somebody for a whole lot of things that I. I helped a little bit on, but I didn't do. Mm-hmm. And, and I immediately had to clarify it on the call. I was like, look, I think it's great that you think, but I wasn't that, I wasn't that wonderful that day. I mean, I did my job, but I, and I, and at the times where I've really struggled and felt like I was a lone voice and had personality concerns or the struggles at work, that w- it was still the same person. So I think that's a hard thing to learn, but I think when you're having the, the, the curveballs on that is that you're still as awesome as you were those other days um, it's just hard to keep that in mind and that you're, you're more than your work as an ethics and compliance officer. I'm not saying that to minimize anybody's mm-hmm. work, but, you know, hug your kids, see your friends to your hobbies and try to remember that, you know, you're multifaceted and you're still fantastic. That's my advice. Love that, Lisa. Like Gina, I've prepared a couple of quotes and I'm going to direct this at a very specific circumstance For any of our listeners who are going through the difficult time of being bullied or mobbed in the workplace, my quotes are directly for you. The first one is one that I just saw this morning, which is don't take constructive criticism from people who haven't constructed anything. (laughs) And similar to that, um, you will never be criticized by someone who is doing more than you. You will only be criticized by someone doing less. And sometimes your light may be shining a little brighter than others and they want to blow out your candle um, to make theirs shine brighter. So for anyone going through that really difficult time, it is, it is hard when work takes up so much of your life and those thoughts will invade your mind, even in your personal life. So I hope you would take comfort in those quotes and following along from what Lisa said, um, this is not a reflection of, of you as a person. It does not speak about who you are holistically and following on from Lou and Gina's advice, make sure that you set yourself up with a support group with people who are there to cheer you on. And the GWIC team, the WIC team are all out there standing beside you and cheering you on. You need only reach out if you need some help. And with that, I'll leave it to Lisa to close out this episode. Which is which is great because everybody has pretty much said some of the things I was planning to close with, but I will just go with the fact that we really are so happy to have this community and this larger group to be doing this together. Um, 
you know, another thing that Mary and I talk about a lot is sending the elevator back down. You guys are helping send it up and down and being in the lobby with people. And we're thrilled about that. Yeah, um, and if totally. you want more information, I had put this in here too. So Gina, I'm going to say it again. You can find WEC at uh, wec-global.org or you can reach out to any of the people here um, through LinkedIn. Um, you can reach out into Mary's or the podcast group for the great women in compliance and we can help forward you along because you know this is something the more of us that work together can only improve the community. And I just want to say Thank you so much, Lucienne and Gina, for everything that you're all doing to build the community. And we are just so honored to have had you here. And with that, we're going to close off this episode of Great Women in Compliance um, on the Compliance Podcast Network. So I hope everyone has a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Great Women in Compliance. We hope you'll join us in honoring the great women in the compliance field by subscribing to this podcast and leaving a review.
Thanks for joining us for this episode of Great Women in Compliance. We hope you'll join us in honoring the great women in the compliance field by subscribing to this podcast and leaving a review.